Hey, we're going to jump into uh, the message today, and uh, I just want to um, just say thanks again for tuning in with us. And if you're new to uh, online service or new to church or the Grove, we're so grateful that you're with us. And so if this is your first time, maybe in a long time to church, and it's kind of a different church, right? Uh, watch it on the screen. We just want to say welcome. Thanks for being one of our guests. And in fact, uh, sometime today, would you do us a favor? There's on our website, you go to the Grove Santa Fe, uh, there's a connection card, there's a digital one. Uh, we'd love to let you know you Love to know that you're with us. Or in the comments section right now, if you want to just tell us where you're from, uh, what city you're tuning in from, uh, you're watching with family or by yourself or whatever, and uh, we'd love to hear uh, who's out there watching along uh, with us today in the service, all right? So go ahead and do that. All right, so today I want to bring a message that's going to just challenge us and inspire us and encourage us in this time. So what, we're going about three weeks in now, right? We're starting the third week of uh, stay home and being in quarantine, right, a little bit, trying to avoid uh, the large crowds. And so for us as a church, this is our third time that we are doing an online service, uh, not gathering in theater together, but uh, just doing it online together. And uh, we're trying to learn and get better through all of this, and we're hopefully trying to give you resources along the way also. Uh, but today I want to talk about uh, what it means to uh, be able to push through when you get when you find yourself in difficult situations, all right? Um, I read a story uh, from a pastor, his name is Jack Caper. In 1994, in California, there was this massive earthquake. Uh, that caused a lot of destruction and a lot of damage, uh, where a lot of people lost a lot of things, and, and some of them lost everything they had, and they had to start over. And in this time, uh, during this earthquake, uh, Pastor Jack Hayford, as he's ministering to his people and through this, this disaster and through this season, he became really discouraged. And, uh, and, and, and during that time, he began to seek God, why? And ask him, why, why am I so discouraged during this difficult time? And God began to reveal just to him, the people that he was ministering to, what they were going through, how he can relate to them. And so he wrote this book about fear, and he began to help people to process fear and the unknown. And during this, this, this writing process, he, uh, he, he was studying the life of Jesus. And the book ended up becoming a book called How to Live Through a Bad Day, um, where he, ta- he talks about the seven statements Jesus made while on the cross. And what's interesting is he released this book early 2001, uh, we know 2001 was September 11th, where the planes crashed into the uh, the Trade Center and uh, brought a lot of destruction. And that day marks our history forever, right, as a just a horrible day. Um, and in the middle of that, this book was written that year, uh, to, and where a lot of people find, found hope in that. Uh, because back in the time, that was one of the worst things that ever happened to our nation. And now as we go through COVID-19, uh, you know, there's talk, we don't really know exactly how long we'll have to do this. Uh, hopefully, uh, everybody's following instructions and not... Uh, spreading more and more and, and interacting with too many people, right? We're trying to uh, keep that at bay. And our hope is that our nation will not see what some of the other nations have saw as far as how many people got it. Uh, but we're praying. In fact, if you're watching on our website, we have a place. If, if, as you go through this process and you need prayer, uh, we'd love to stand in prayer with you. Uh, if you need resources and help, we have a place there for you to go on our website to get care and help. Let us know. Um, but, it, but as we go through this process, there's a lot of unknowns, right, uncertainties. And that can bring fear, that can bring anxiety, that can bring a lot of emotions in us. Um, and I think it would be great for us to look at the life of Jesus, you know. So uh, how did he live through his bad day? He's on the cross, and he makes these statements. And so today we're going to read through a couple of those statements, and we're going to talk about how for us, as we're in this process, this time of staying home and, uh, you know, spending more time with uh, some of our family. Um, if you are if you don't have family, it would be close by. Maybe you're spending more time on the, uh, the phone with them or on, on Zoom or FaceTime with them. Uh, this is a good time to interact, right, and uh, to reach out. And so we're going to talk about what would it look like to process this in a healthy way. And so I'm going to read some, some scriptures. In fact, the, the writers of Hebrew in the New Testament, Hebrews uh, 12, 
This is what the author says. He says, when it comes to our faith, right? He says, keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished the race that we're in. Study how he did it, right? And so the author is saying, hey, if you want to know when, when in life, in this journey, this process, this race that we're in called life, is what the writer's saying, is that if, if you'll keep your eyes focused on Jesus, if you'll study how he did it, something's going to take place. Notice what he says is because he never lost sight of where he was headed. He always had that focus. He never lost sight of what the, the end goal was, what was coming at the end. That exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way, cross, shame, whatever. So whatever came his way, the author of Hebrews saying God, Jesus was able to push through because he had a bigger perspective than just the moment. And now he's there in place of honor right alongside God. When you find yourself flagging your faith, if you ever find yourself struggling in your faith, if you ever find yourself struggling in life, he says, go over that story again, item by item, that long list of hostility that he plowed through, right? That, that long litany of hostility he plowed through. That'll shoot adrenaline into your souls. I don't know about you, but if you ever have a day where you're kind of maybe a little down, a little discouraged, maybe you're not sure about the future, uh, the, the writer of Hebrews is saying, in those days, you should go back and look at the life of Jesus, see how he did it. You know, for us as the Grove, as a, as a Christian church, we follow the teachings of Jesus. And Jesus has always given us that example how to live. Um, he never promised things would be easy. He never promised things would be perfect. In fact, a lot of times when things are difficult, those are the times that God actually can do the most in us. And so during this time, really how we approach this situation, um, our perspective, our attitude, is more important than actually the thing we're going through. Uh, because if we're, if we're careful with our thought life, our, our words, and, and what we focus on, we'll actually become, come out stronger on the other end. And those who don't, that isolate themselves and don't let others help them, uh, they're going to struggle through this this time and then even after, right? And so if we look at Jesus' example, it'll shoot adrenaline into our souls, the, the author says. I don't know about you, but there's some days I need adrenaline shot into my soul. that says, there, keep going. Don't give up even when it gets hard. So we're going to look at some of the, the, the last words Jesus said on the, on the cross, right? The first words we find in Luke 23, he says this. So, so get this, Jesus is hanging on the cross. They just... Lifted him up on the cross, and the very first words are a prayer to God. He says this, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. The very first words he says when he gets on that cross, um, he says, God, Father, forgive them. You know, for us as a, as a Christian church, uh, in three weeks we celebrate Easter. And uh, right before Easter is Good Friday. And this, this is the day that they call Good Friday. But make no mistake, in the moment for the disciples, for Jesus, it did not look like anything good was going to take place because of the death and the, and the, the, the what he was going through. Uh, but we know, looking back, what it represents and why it's so good. We call it Good, good Friday. And so the next few weeks as we prepare to go there, um, I want to prepare our, our hearts and even even learn a little about that, what, what that journey looked like for Jesus. But it says that when he's on that cross, he's praying uh, for those that are hurting him. And he says, Father, forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing. And the first lesson that we learn from Jesus is this, that we need to forgive everyone who's trying to ruin your life. You know, in this moment, maybe you there's blame that's placed on different people, right? Uh, I've heard of um, uh, people that are um, um, being um, their their um, what is the word? I lost the word. Um, being hateful towards different people in, in the world because of what's going on, they're blaming them, right? And uh, that's not okay. Um, we, we start putting blame on people, and it's not. Uh, this is something that's taking place, and really, in the process of this, the first lesson Jesus would tell us when we're going through some difficult is to say, God, forgive them. Uh, they don't even know what they're doing. Uh, when people come into our lives and they cause pain, whether that's in the past or in, in one day in the, in the future, uh, we, we need to learn to say, God, I, I want to forgive them, uh, like like uh, Jesus said. 
you know, Paul, one of his disciples, uh, he says, you know, we shouldn't repay evil for evil, right? But we should do right, um, what's right in the eyes of God in front of everybody. As far as possible, it depends on, on us to live at peace with everybody, right? And we should do our part to bring peace and not to return uh, evil for evil, but to return good. And that overcomes evil. So we forgive. Uh, so those are the first words Jesus said. He's on the cross, God, Father, forgive them. It's a prayer that he makes to God, which should teach us a lot about our journey is God help us. We're praying to you to help us on this journey. The second thing that Jesus said on the cross is this. In Luke 23, he says this. Uh, there's there's two thieves next to him on two other crosses, and they're arguing. And one is is cursing at Jesus and calling him things and saying things to him. And the other one says, you don't even know like, this man's innocent. And we, we deserve it, but he's innocent. And, he, and the one thief turns to Jesus and says, would you remember me? And this is how Jesus answers him. He says, I tell you the truth, today you will be with me in paradise. And he turns to the criminal and he says, today, you know, we're going to die. You're going to be with me in paradise. And that's a pretty awesome story. And it's what the gospel is. That we reach out and cry out to God and he responds with mercy and forgiveness. Um, the second lesson that we learned from his words is this. We need to help others who are experiencing your same struggle. So you need to help others who are experiencing your same struggle. I think in this moment for COVID-19, it's unique because all of us are feeling the same things. We're going through very similar circumstances. And there might be some differences in what we're facing and how we feel. But we're all impacted by this. Our whole nation, our whole world is being impacted by this. And what, what I think Jesus is encouraging us when he's reaching out to others that are in the same situation, he's having this dialogue. There's an awareness. Um, he's showing care for them, right? He's telling us we need to reach out to others. In fact, this is a big uh, part of scriptures that God says when, when we go through something, we shouldn't waste that opportunity to serve others. We shouldn't waste that opportunity to learn from it so we can help others. And when we serve others and we, we help others that are going through the same thing, God actually shows up in a great way. Uh, when we do this, what happens, there's a few things that happens when we help others that are going through the same thing. One, uh, it distracts us from our own needs because we begin to reach out. Um, it helps us to see the solution. I don't know about you, whenever you've gone through something difficult, you know, it's, it's sometimes really hard to see what's going on because you're so focused on the pain or on the hurt that's in front of you. But when you help somebody else go through something difficult, it's so obvious what they need to do, right? And when we help others, sometimes the solution is more clear to us when we begin to serve others. And then it, always, it also allows us to put things in perspective. Um, throughout, throughout my life, over the years, I've been, I've been fortunate to travel to different nations and see people and, and have some great needs. And what I found is when I serve them and my help and I give them something I, I have, um, it puts life in perspective, right? I'm very fortunate. I'm very blessed that I have an opportunity to do good for others. And I would say this, when, when we do that, God smiles upon us. In fact, the prophet Isaiah, he tells us this in Isaiah 58. Notice the words he says, when we use our lives for others, what takes place? He says, if you spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry and you satisfy the needs of the oppressed, right? So if you spend your life serving others, what he's saying, this is what's going to happen. Then your light will rise in the darkness. And your light will become like like uh, the noonday. So something happens. Our darkness that we're facing, going through, when we serve others, that the sun breaks, that light breaks, that darkness. So if you're in a dark spot, one of the best things you can do is begin to serve others. Begin to reach out to others. Begin to look for opportunities to do good for others. You know, our church is committed to serving our community. So we're looking for ways. We Our church, because of the generosity of our church, we've already served both hospitals, the nurses and doctors. We're so thankful for nurses and doctors. If you're watching, thank you your hard work, but all there's other people, right? The, the people in the grocery stores, the, the stalkers and the people that are stocking the, the, the shelves, thank you for your hard work. And we're looking for ways, you know, the bank, the tellers and uh, restaurants that are staying open to serve us, right? And 
police and the firemen, all those that are still working. So we're looking at ways to serve even those that are uh, having to work through all of this. And so we're, we're saying let, let our generosity do this. And when we use this moment to serve others, the light breaks through is what the Bible says. And notice it goes on. Isaiah 58 says, The Lord will, will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. Don't miss these promises that the Bible's talking about. When we're going through something, in this case he's saying a, a, a sun-scorched land, right? That's that's drought. That's that's some difficulties. And even then, God will satisfy your needs. He'll take care of you. He'll watch you through this process. And then notice it says, we'll be like well-watered gardens, like a spring whose waters never fail. When we serve others, when we help others, we ourselves are also watered. We ourselves are taken care of. This is the principle the Bible talks about so often, is that when we serve others, we get served. When we help others, we are helped, that God helps us. And so I would just say, uh, for that second um, principle that we will learn in Jesus' words, is that we would serve others and, and allow God to use our life to make an impact. Um, and notice when Jesus is talking to the criminal on the cross, right? He's offering him a few things. Um, he's offering him stability. Um, he says this, right? Surely I say to you, so I'm going to give you something that's, that's certain. I'm going to say something to you that's truthful. I'm going to give you stability. I'm going to offer you support. Right? Today you'll be with me. I'm going I'm to be there with you. And then finally he offers him salvation. When you, today in paradise, you'll be with me in paradise. And so what he's saying is um, the same things we should offer others is stability, support, and salvation. Um, that when we're going through this hard day and we're serving others, we bring something to, to help others. And notice, notice when, when Jesus talks to these criminals, when he talks to disciples about what's to come, he doesn't promise us a better now. He doesn't say everything's going to be perfect right now today. But, he, but, but better than that, he offers us a better place. So Jesus doesn't offer us um, more than, he, he offers us more than a better now, he offers us a better place, that the future is going to be better. And, and during this, this season, right, of, of, of being stay at home, and even a little after when we try to get things back to normal and try to get the economy going again, uh, there may be some difficulties that come up. Um, really, the way we approach it is going to determine how we come out on the other side. If we go into this situation thinking this is the worst thing ever, that we can't, no, nothing's going to get better, we're going to struggle through this, Right? But if we would go in and say, you know, I can learn something from this. I can take away something from this. I can prepare for what's next. I can use my life to help others. Then God will use us actually to, to, to learn from this moment and, and have clarity. I don't know about you, but during this time at home, I've been home, home more often than ever, right? And, and have more time to think through things. It's brought a lot of clarity. It's interesting how difficulties will bring clarity to our life about what's really important. And in this moment, I think that's one of the gifts that this we can see this as. Is it showing us what's really important, what really matters? Because the truth is, um, for most of us watching this video, the fact that we're able to watch it means we have resources. And the fact that we're able to tune in means that we have internet, right? And we're, we're blessed. And a lot of times in our culture, we elevate um, wealth, we elevate fame, we elevate possessions. And in these moments when, when we're stuck, we begin to ask the question, do those things really matter? And they don't. Family matters, the relationships matter, our friends matter, right? Health matters. Uh, it begins to show us what's really, really important. And in these moments, I think we can learn from it. And so Jesus is always offering a better a better place, a better future. And that's what gives me confidence um, as I go into this, knowing that no matter what the outcomes are, no matter what we have to face, that God can still show up and, and, and help us. In fact, when he, when he shows up into the scene in history, it's the darkest, one of the darkest times in history. What is he saying? Light is going to show up in darkness. And he still does that for us today. So if you're in a dark moment, God wants to show up. One of the ways is you begin to forgive others, right? So this is a good starting point. Other way is you begin to serve others that are going through the same struggle. 
And, and here's the third thing we'll talk about, all right? The third thing that's really important for us, I think, as, as we're spending more time with our family and having interaction with friends, uh, on, on the cross, it says the third thing that he says, it says that some of his family and his friends were standing around, right? So Jesus and his, uh, Jesus' mother and uh, uh, his mother's sister and Mary, the, the wife of Clopas, Mary Magdalene, and, and even John, the disciple, was standing there. And it says that Jesus turns to them and says this, Woman, here's your son, and to the disciple, here's your mother. And from that time on, the disciple took her into his home. I think this is such a fascinating statement because Jesus is saying woman. So notice he doesn't say mother because that would cause more pain because her son is dying on the cross. So he's not going to remind her of, of the relationship at the moment. But he, he's, he says a term that, that's a ma'am, right? It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a term of, of love, of saying ma'am, thank you, right? And he's, essentially what he says is he takes care of his responsibility. As the oldest son, because of the statement, most likely his dad, which theologians believe, historians believe, that his dad probably died, was already, Joseph was already dead. And so Jesus takes on the responsibility of the family business and caring for his family. And even before he dies, notice he passes off the responsibility to somebody he can trust, to John. And he tells him, he says, woman, here's your son, son, here's your mother. And he's essentially saying, John, take care of my, my mom. Mom, go with John, he'll take care of you. And he passes this responsibility on to somebody he can trust. And this is the third lesson I think which is really important for us in this time and even going forward is be sure you're taking care of those near you, right? Be, be sure you're taking care of those that are near you, that you'll, you'll um, pay attention to those relationships. Um, it's, the Apostle Paul, he gives us insight in, in the books that he wrote about relationships. He talks about family. He talks about how we should treat one another as, as, as people that follow Christ, right? what we should do with our life. And I'm going to read a section of Ephesians, and it's found in chapter 6. Where Paul is challenging our relationships. So right now, kids, if there's kids out there, I want to say thank you for watching. Uh, we're, we're glad that you're with us also. And tell your parents to go show those videos from G-Kids. That'll help you. Um, and uh, But I'm going to talk to you for a second. I'm going to talk to your parents. And I'm going to talk to workers. And I'm going to talk to um, bosses. Because uh, that's who Paul addresses. And let's read through what, what Paul talks about. What our responsibility as individuals. How to respond to others. And so Ephesians 6, 1 through 9, it says this. Children, do what your parents tell you. This is only right. Honor your father and mother. It's the first command that has a promise attached to it, namely, so you will live well and have a long life. So Paul is saying this. He's quoting a, 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 a command in the Old Testament, and he says, children, if you'll, if you'll honor, right, if you'll obey, obey your parents, if you'll listen to them, if you'll, you'll follow their instructions, something's going to happen. There's a promise that's attached to it, that you'll have a long life. Uh, you'll live well, and you'll have a long life. I think mean, that's a very um, important thing. So, so kids, if you're watching, the Bible, God promises you that you'll honor your, your parents. God will make things go well with you. And you'll have a long life and things will go well. I don't know about you, but that's really important for us to, to listen and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best. Especially during this time, you know, parents are asking a, a, of their kids to do things that our kids would be the kind of kids that would respond with honor and respect. And, and when we do that, God blesses it. Right? And then he goes on. So he addresses the kids. And then the next one is, is parents. He says, parents, fathers, that's fathers and mothers, parents, don't exasperate your children by coming down hard on them. Take them by the hand and lead them in the way of the master. So he's saying, parents, use wisdom, specifically in this time, right? Because uh, when you're in close quarters a lot, and it can be, uh, there can be frustration that rise. It can be things that, that, that begin to, you know, push our buttons or, or cause us uh, just a little bit of frustration. Say, parents, don't exasperate. Don't overwhelm your, your kids. You know, don't come too hard on them. What he's saying is be consistent. Um, make sure you're the same, right? Every day, you don't just, they don't, they know who to expect. He's saying, parents, be, be aware of that. And then he goes on to people that, to, to workers, right? He calls them servants. But for us as, 
as Christ follows, we can take that as, as those that are working. He says, respectfully obey your earthly masters. That would be your bosses, right? That would be your managers. But always with an eye on obeying the real master. So we're saying, yes, we're, we're, we're working hard for, for our boss and for, for with our coworkers and with our managers. But really, we keep an eye on God, who is really our master, Christ, right? Don't just do what they have they have to do to get by, uh, but work heartily as Christ's servants doing what God wants you to do. And notice what he says. He says, when you're under authorities, right, make sure you're obedient. Make sure you work hard. And then he says this, and work with a smile on your face. And this, if you would do this and work, your work would change. If you learn to work with a smile on your face, always keep it in mind that no matter what happens, who, who happens to be giving the orders, you're really serving God. He's saying when you serve others, when you serve your manager, you serve your boss, you're serving them out of respect and out of, out of honor, but you're really serving God. And when we live this way, something happens the way we work. We work better. We work stronger. We work harder because we really know we're serving God. He says, good work will get you good pay from the master regardless of whether you are slave or free. If you do good work, he's going to take care of you. And then finally, he addresses bosses. He says, masters, it's the same with you. No abuse, please, and no threats. You and your servants are both under the same master in heaven. He makes no distinction between you and them. Uh, don't, so he's saying, bosses, you have a boss, right? Pay attention. You're under, there, you have people under your authority, but don't forget that you're also under authority. He's saying, make sure you pay attention. So we can summarize like this, these four commands that he gives to relationships. First, he says, children, make sure you honor your parents. Make sure you're, you're, you're being respectful and you're being obedient. And, and there's a promise that comes with that when you do, that God listens and he responds well. Parents, lead by example, right? Make sure you set the example. And then workers, respond and work as unto God. Make sure you are working in such a way from home. When you're working remotely, make sure you're doing the best that you could possibly do. Right? And bosses, don't forget God is your boss. He's watching how you treat others. So make sure you do what is right, right? Honor and respond respectfully because God is He's watching what we're doing, so let's do what's right. Uh, you know, when it comes to life, um, and when it comes to the season of, of um, relationships and maybe some challenges that come with it, you know, I, I think it's always good to remember really what success, how it's defined. Uh, the favorite de- definition I found for success is this. Uh, when those closest to you think the most of you. You know, when, when we're in tight quarters right now with people, with our family, with others, uh, having more, more more time, when those that are closest to you think the most of you, that's success. For me, I, that's my definition. When my kids, that are my wife, my kids that are closest to me, when they respect me, love me the most, and think the most of me, then I'm doing a good job. And too often, we try to impress people way out there, all around, um, but we neglect those closest to us. In fact, I heard a story of a pastor. Uh, he actually pastors the largest church in the world. And one day, when they were at church, uh, his kids show up with their uh, their suitcases and their pillows. And, the, and the, the pastor, he talks to his kids, says, guys, what are you doing? And they said, Dad, we're, we're going to stay here. We want to stay at the church. He says, why do you want to stay at the church? And they say, well, uh, we like this dad better. He says, what do you mean you like this dad better? He says, well, here at church, you're funny. Uh, you, you, you engage with us. You, you love people. You take care of them. But when you're at home, you're always yelling. You're always grumpy. You're always upset. It's just not fun to be with that dad. And we'd rather be here with this dad. And, and the pastor said he had this realization. He realized that he was not being consistent to his family and to his kids. And from that day forward, he made a decision that he was going to be the same at church and at home. He made his decision to say, you know what? I want those closest to me to think the most of me. And that day he made the decision to be consistent. I think for us and our families, that's the kind of decisions we need to make, especially during this time, that we wouldn't miss opportunities, right, for uh, for building relationships, for, for allowing God to work in our lives. You know, one of the resources that we talk about is on our, our kids' page. 
Well, one of those resources that it refers to is, is called um, the, the Parent Q app. And on, on your phone, you can download this Parent Q app, and every week it updates from the lesson on Sunday. So today there's some videos that we posted. There's some more videos on that app, and there's some questions to ask your kids. And this app gives us, as parents, a tool to be able to interact with our kids. Well, during this COVID-19, what's great is they've been putting more resources on this app. You know, one of the, one of the, the there's a, a paper, an article talks about anxiety. How we can talk about anxiety and, and uh, mental health with our kids, with our family, with our middle schoolers and our high schoolers. Because during this time, it's really important that we begin to uh, talk about the things that we're facing, right? Because in, 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 when we isolate, if we don't have the right voices in our life, our, our mental health can go out the window and it can, it can take a back seat. And if we're not careful, we'll begin to focus on the wrong things. And so as a church, we're committed to saying we want to help you. Uh, so for parents, I would encourage you to get that app, go on our website and look at the resources we've given. Uh, today, if you're watching and you have, maybe you're being in a struggle with some mental health stuff, maybe you're a little isolated, you need to reach out, reach out to people. And we have some resources that we put on our website where to go look when it comes to mental health and how to check in um, and, and to, to learn and what to do through, through this time. I just encourage you, make sure that you're engaged um, engaging with, with, with what God has for you, all right? So today as we end, here's my challenge for us all, all right? My challenge is this. Would you go above and beyond those closest to you? Would you begin to do what God has asked us to do, to serve those going through the same thing, right? Make sure we take care of those that are close to us. Make sure we forgive. In this moment, when I look at Jesus, when he's hanging on the cross, and these three statements he makes, he's very aware. He's in the moment. He could be upset. He could be angry, but he's not saying, God, forgive. In the moment, he's saying, he's showing support to those next to him. Saying, today you're going to be with me. I'm going to give you stability. I'm going to give you support. I'm going to give you encouragement. And then finally, he's, he's saying, I'm, I'm going to give you the best that I can. Right? I'm going to be present there. I'm, I'm going to take care of my responsibilities. And today, as we end our service, I just want to challenge us. Let us be the people that God is trying to raise up to make a difference in this world. Look for opportunities to reach out. And in the coming weeks, many of you have already said that you want to help. Thank you for that. If you want to help, let us know on the, on the website. Reach out to us. If you need help, let us know. We'd love to come alongside and partner with you and help you however we can. All right, we're here to pray for you. We're here to show as much support as we can to our community and to those that are tuning in. And so, uh, yeah, so just thank you for tuning in. You know, as we end our service, I always, uh, this, this time, I always give an opportunity for those that are watching uh, to make things right with God. You know, in that moment where we're just hanging on the cross and there's two criminals hanging next to him, right? One responds with pride and how, how, um, and, and cursing God and doing it his own. And the other one responds by saying, God, would you forgive me? In the middle of my struggle, in the middle of what I'm going through, would you, would you forgive me? And I love this story so much because the thief, he's not having to prove anything to God. He's not having to jump through hoops. He's not having to climb ladders. He's not having to do all these good works. It's just a, it's a posture of the heart that says, God, forgive me. And notice how God responds to that thief, that criminal. He says, I forgive you. Today you're going to be with me in paradise. And as you're watching today, maybe you're watching and you don't have confidence in the future. Maybe you're, it's uncertain right now and you're maybe very fearful. I think a lot of times that's an indication of where we've we placed our confidence. You know, you've been watching the stock market, you've been watching all those things, your confidence can be like this up and down, right? If your confidence is in those institutions, in those things, it's going to be like this. But as soon as you put your confidence in something that's solid and secure, your confidence stays solid and secure. And today, some of you need that security, that confidence. So I want to give you an opportunity to lead you in a prayer that would just say, God, forgive me. 
God, come into my life. God, help me to see what you see. Help me to approach the situation you want me to approach. To be a Jesus follower means that we follow his lead, his example. And today I would say I give you three things to do. Forgive others. Care for those closest to you. Make sure you take care of others that are going through the same thing. Those are good three starting points. But mostly you just say, God, I want to follow your lead. So if you're out there watching, I want to lead you in a prayer. If that's you, in this this moment, would you would you pray this prayer with me? All right, it's a simple prayer, just an invitation of relationship with God. Say it like this: Say, say, Father God, today I invite you to come into my life. Forgive me of my past, of my wrong, of my sin. Thank you for sending your Son Jesus to die on that cross. So I can have a new life. So I can have a new start. Today, I place my confidence in you. I put my trust in you. From this day forward, would you lead me? Would you guide me? Would you help me to know you more? In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. You know what the Bible says? Heaven celebrates when one person turns to God. I believe there's many of you out there that said that prayer to turn your heart to God. Do me a favor. I'd love to send you a resource, a digital resource to encourage you and help you with some next steps. So today, would you go on our connection card and there's a box of checks saying I made a decision today. And I'll send you a letter, an email this week following up with that um, and just give you some, some next steps to help you on this journey. Reach out to us. We'd love to celebrate with you and uh, be able to help you on this journey. All right? Awesome. Well, hey, thank you for tuning in with us. Um, we want to end our service uh, with a, a song of worship. And we also always end with an opportunity to give in the offering. And so today, if, if, if you're out there watching, you want to give towards the Grove, you know, we're looking for opportunities and ways to partner with different organizations in Santa Fe and even help different families. And so many of you have already pitched in and said, hey, we want to be generous. Thank you for that. For others that want to join that and say, we want to see the Grove continue to move forward, you can go to our website and webpage and it'll give you a link there to give. And so we appreciate your faithfulness even during this time. Saying God, we put our trust in you and anything else. And we're going to continue to see the church move forward and see God do it work in our lives. All right. Awesome. As we end this um, uh, the service today, uh, we're going to end with a worship song. And really, I'm, I'm excited about this song because it's a blessing. Um, and it's a blessing over you, over your family. And so as you're watching, um, as we sing this song, we're actually singing it as a prayer over you and to you. And when we're, in, when we're done, I'm going to read the scripture where it comes from. And uh, But we're going, to, we're going to sing this song. So would you sing with us as we sing this song today? is for you. We read in Exodus where it says this verse. It says, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. That's our prayer that God would bless you. He is for you and we're for you also. You guys have a great week. We're praying for you and uh, reach out if there's anything we can do. God bless you guys. Enjoy the rest of your day.